Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now... Let the buzz begin! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the After Buzz TV After Show special event um, coverage for the Oscars. We are being uh, sung to by the winning song for best... Best original, original song, song. Um, which is Remember Me from Coco. So we will talk about this song and so much more tonight. I'm your host. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Golub, fellow co-hosts. Where can they find y'all? Hey everyone, I'm Lauren Pacheco, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren T. Pacheco. I love this song. I love this song. And it too. It's so sweet. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Liza.Rubin. Yeah, Liza and I saw this movie together. It was really emotional. Mama Coco is a special woman. I must. It, it, this, this film also won Best Animated Picture, so. It did. Well deserved. Well deserved, truly. I, I thought Ferdinand, you know, was coming in hot, but Pixar always really does. Slay. They won with Inside Out last or two times ago. Oh my! But I mean, they really just like only put out winners. So I was very excited that they won. I thought this is me. Maybe could have taken original song from The Greatest Showman. That was great when we we sang that on the show a couple weeks ago. But you know, happy always to have Coco win. Um, let's start by talking about fashion. I was really really excited to see so much color on the carpet because you know we had the globes and everyone dressed in black for Times Up. That was definitely made up for um, at the Oscars. We saw. Yellows, purples, reds, blues, like, I honestly hardly saw black. I mean, we all saw a lot of white as well, but it felt super bright, which was a lot of fun. Right. Um, first one we have to talk about is Isa Gonzalez, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Uh, Isa? Isa? Isa. I think it's Isa, Isa? actually. Yeah. Isa? Okay, Isa. whatever it was, um, if you didn't know her name before, you know it now, because this dress was one of the most talked about dresses of the night. She looked absolutely gorgeous in this yellow dress. Um, what do you guys think about it? I thought it was absolutely stunning and mm-hmm. paired with the coral lip, I thought was really good contrast. I mean, she's beautiful. She can't do anything wrong. Yeah. But it really reminds me of Jennifer Lawrence's Calvin Klein dress. I was dress just going to say that. That yes. she wore a couple years ago to the Oscars. It's just so simple, but I mean, like, obviously it fits her like a glove. Um, when she walked on, obviously jaws dropped. I mean, Liza and I were both there actually for, for work for different reasons. For work. For work. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but it really, it really was so cool. Like, seeing these gowns in person, is night and day. Like, some of the ones that were not getting so much praise online, I was like, yes, but you had to have seen it there. It's crazy. These gowns are, like, works of art. And, like, I, I was, um, Margot Robbie's another one that we'll, we'll talk about now. Um, hers was the white dress with the beading. And apparently, like, hundreds of hours went into making this gown. And it was so fragile that on the carpet, things were falling off, and she was sewing it back herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is I, crazy. I believe this was custom Chanel. Um... She's but so pretty. It's beautiful. It's not my favorite it's from not. the which is, season. Which is interesting because we disagreed on, uh, was it Globes? or? Oh, no, it was Sacks. Sag that was my best look for her this award season. I mean, this is beautiful. She's so, she can do no wrong. She can't I wear just, anything poorly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, not my favorite of her choices. Well, it's funny because we had uh, Kristen Cavallari on our show mm. 
And on our countdown show beforehand, she divulged, she was like, you know, I have the same hairstylist and apparently she's going to go shorter. And then she did, which obviously is so... It looks beautiful, yeah. It's beautiful. Um, she could do no wrong. But. She really can't. And like, wow, what a... One in 11. Like, out of 10. Like, that that woman is like so gorgeous inside I you are talking out. about Millie Bobby Brown. No. Oh, no, no. 11. <laughs> what in no, no, no. 11? 11 wasn't there. I'm saying 11, like, out of 10. Like, she literally is the most stunning human and, yeah, looked real good. I mean, I loved this dress. I thought it was, like really delicate and framed her body really nicely. And I like I liked the white, you know. I think we saw a little bit of Laura Dern wore white as well. Like uh, there was just there was there was a lot of color. She decided yeah. to carry a bag too, which I think is yeah. kind of interesting. It is. They I don't always most people don't. What do you was think? in it? Yeah. I know. Kind like, bar. Lollipops. <laughs> Kale chips. Yeah. So that's a fun game. A tampon. What is Margaret <laughs> a flask, let's be real. <laughs> like where are their phones? Do they not have phones? I know. No, I'm sure all their assistants yeah, just carry true. everything. That's true. that's true. Um yeah, I mean I I, I really liked this look, but, you know, it's not, not it for everyone. One that was not getting a ton of attention, um, it was getting mixed reviews, was um, Lupita Nyong'o's. And it is because, I'm telling you, this is one of the ones where a sequins were still big. A sequins had been kind of big all season, and they were still big at the Oscars. Like, her dress was sequin, Sandra Bullock was wearing sequins, Viola Davis was wearing sequins. Sequins, I do not think, photograph as well as they look in person. Like, they, the way that the light hits them is so much better, like, seeing her in person than it is, I, even in this picture, like, it looks cheap. But I'm telling you, it is spectacular, and she looked awesome. I really liked, I mean, she looked like an Oscar. You she know? looks amazing. I'm not a big fan of the one shoulder. Like, mm. it has to be an amazing outfit for me to like the one shoulder Asymmetrical, look. Asymmetrical, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's just too much with the sash going on or whatever whatever that is. Um, okay, so it was funny because we saw – well, not funny, but um, <laughs> it was very timely because a lot of the cast of Black Panther arrived. Um, Lupita, obviously, Chadwick Boseman. Lupita, for me, she takes these risks on the carpet. I mean – yeah, sometimes they're a little out there, but I think every single time she just hits out of the park. I mean, look at her. She's, she's glowing. Yeah, her skin tone's is. amazing. Um, her The dress matches perfectly with it. And uh, I don't know if you know, but her hair is actually traditional Rwandan hairstyle. Rwandan? Oh, okay. Rwandan. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I love that she obviously, you know, went back to that and embraced her culture. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish did that as well, yeah. which I thought was really cool. A lot of, yeah. a lot of people like to incorporate that on the carpets. Um Another uh, big star that everyone was talking about was Nicole Kidman. She was in Armani Privé, this blue dress with a big bow on the front. Usually you see bows on the back, so I thought it was pretty cool to see the bow on the front. She was a vision in blue. Like, she looked so good. And we're used to seeing her on the carpet with Keith Urban, and as upset as I was that Keith wasn't there, it was actually pretty cool to see her, like, on her own, empowered, wearing this bright blue dress. It's kind of, she always takes fashion risks as well, but this was one that just was such a hit for me, because sometimes hers are misses. I've seen her wear things that I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's, she's definitely the queen of hit risks. and miss. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's funny you say Keith Urban, because I'm always like, oh, Nicole and Keith. But this time he was an afterthought. I was like, wow, Nicole. Nicole. And okay. then five minutes later, I was like, where's Keith? Yeah. And Nicole, my God. Yeah. She, I thought, was stunning in this. A lot of people had a problem with the bow. Um, here she's wearing this blue cobalt Armani Privé. I think she absolutely rocked it. And we were talking about, this year it was it was interesting because you had these people that weren't nominated, but mm-hmm. they kind of stole the show anyway. Yeah. And I think Nicole Kidman really did that here. I mean, she had an amazing award season regardless, but... Yeah, with Big Little Lies. Yeah, she's a vision. Yeah. When I first saw her, I was I forgot that she wasn't nominated because I was like, oh my gosh, she has come yeah. 
to win tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, Taraji P. Henson was there as well. Stole the show. Oh, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence wasn't nominated, was she? She, she was there. She was not. She, yeah, she was there. Well, it was really sweet, actually. Um, we had a, a stylist on our show, and he was saying that uh, when Taraji was getting dressed, because she was there to support Mary J. Blige, she actually uh, was the one who presented Mary J. Oh, yeah. when she was performing, and she was like, you know, I'm just there to support Mary uh Mary Day Blige, so she kind of wanted to tone it down, but even she looked stunning still. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean yeah, like we said, there was still this huge amount of support on the carpet for females and all their friends came. It, it was, you know, they're posing together. It was still... It was still an amazing event where people could really voice their opinions and go together as one. Yeah, there was a lot of times up pins. Um, there was a lot of uh, ribbons for the anti-gun violence. There was a lot of statements being made that were unspoken statements more than spoken. I felt like a lot of the stars didn't necessarily want to talk about it anymore, mm-hmm. but just were like wearing the pin or wearing the ribbon just to kind of stand in solidarity without having to really bring it up anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the overall vibe of the carpet was fair. It was pretty positive. I agree. It was yeah. really positive. Like with everything that with the climate right now with everything that's gone on for, mo- for the most part most of the interviews that i heard and most of the ones i saw were across the board positive and people were like you know pouring out like love and support to everyone rather than being like you know pointing fingers at specific people and um a dress that maybe wasn't talked about in the most positive way was selma hayek's um it's purple full sequins has like tears across the bottom and has blingy blingy diamonds up up on top um and this is one where i saw it in person too and i must say it is it was not for me um Mm. like she's such a gorgeous woman with a beautiful figure and i feel like this just totally drowned it out and she is someone who i feel like i usually love her dresses like whether it's form-fitting or ball gown i just this was a bit of a miss for me um yeah, really not yeah. much more to say. Like, And I know how, you know how expensive this dress probably is, but it still looked cheap to yeah. me. Like, I, I don't know what it was. Like, this is probably like... There's just way too much going on. Yeah, too much, too much going uh-huh. on. Um, yeah. It's okay. Well, this was custom Gucci. And I, I mean, I wonder what that process is like, because obviously it's a collaboration between the designer yeah, and it, it is, yeah. the celebrity. <laughs> so maybe she put... Maybe this is her artistic expression, and we're just seeing it from a different place that we've yeah. never seen. Um, <laughs> but uh, good for her that you know she's taking a stand, making a statement. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm here for it. Like it, it wasn't one of those dresses where you're like, ew. You know, <laughs> like I've been like that was on before. It was just like I don't like it. I wouldn't wear it. I don't think she should wear it again. But like I'm not like I I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't like it, and I don't think it was that flattering. And I just meh. Maybe in a different color. You you know what? In black, I actually think it could have been really nice. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, pastels and, like, colors and everything were big. I mean, we saw Viola Davis in hot, hot pink. Um, Speaking of pink, uh, Saoirse Ronan wore pink as well. She had a big bow on the back, and I actually loved this dress. I thought it was, like, so on brand with the movie she was nominated for with Mm -hmm. Lady Bird. Um, And I just love Saoirse so much. She looked so... Appropriate, like for her age in this time, I I I love this. This also had mixed reviews, but I think the bow in the back was spectacular. It like gave me Hello Kitty vibes in the best way possible. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh no, I think she looks adorable. Yeah. Did you not like it that much? Huh? It's not that I didn't like it. I think she's definitely had stronger looks this past season. Um, I love her style usually and every single time. I'm like, wow, so cool. Um, even if it's a dress that I I wouldn't have you know, spotted, like, by myself, or I wouldn't have picked it out of a lineup. She rocks it usually. Not that she didn't rock this, I just wasn't really, wasn't. 
Yeah. Anything special Spe- to me? Speaking of bows, I feel like bows really were a trend. We had um, Nicole Kim wearing a bow, uh, Saoirse wearing a bow, and Maria Menounos had a bow on the front of her dress, and then she wore a bow in her hair as well. Oh, yeah, she's so bows. cute. She had the bow, and she had, like, braids. And she had, like, the braids. Yeah. It she actually great. told me a tip um, that when you have the braids in your hair, in order to not have, like, thick white lines, you, she uses eyeshadow. Oh, The color of her hair. Yeah. To fill in those like white That's gaps, genius. or like men's hair color oh, hairspray. Wow, yeah. um, she told me this on her conversations with Maria radio show, which also is a podcast. Did you guys know that? No, yeah. I didn't. Um, conversations with Maria features celebrity and influencer uh, interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, including hair tips, which are very important, um, <laughs> from health to wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more. Let Maria be the big sister you never had. You guys have to check out her podcast. If you go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria, it's free, and you can rate it and comment and let Maria know what you think. She really does like feedback. I was on the show with her yesterday, and, like, she gets people calling in, and it's very interactive. People, like, you know, like listening, and she likes interacting with the audience. Um, But the podcast edition is on iTunes, and you guys should check it out while we're we're here talking about it. I need some some more tips other than my hair. Yeah. I I will say, like, you can never have enough podcasts, you know? (laughs) I just, like, cue them up and listen to them when I'm in traffic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Whatever you're doing. Um, Okay, so let's move on to the actual show itself. Um, We have to start by talking about Jimmy Kimmel's opening monologue, which I feel like, for me, was such, such a win. Like, he hit all the nails on the heads, and he was really under a microscope. This is such a fragile time. And again, another white man hosting one of these award shows. It's a bit tricky for him, and he was like kind of walking on thin ice, and everyone was, all eyes were on him. Expectations were high, and I thought he just absolutely killed it. Like, joke after joke were just hits, and people were laughing, people were responding, and he talked about the things that were important that needed to be talked about but didn't dwell on them and made it light and, like, airy. And he had a lot of really good bits. I don't know. What do you guys think of his uh, monologue and opening? I mean, I completely agree. I thought it was perfect. It wasn't too much. And, yeah, you can't not hit on what's big right now, but he just did the perfect amount and made it sort of funny and lighthearted, which was really good. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast Uh, It was Jordan Peele, Mm. and he was saying how he got into comedy, and um, a big part of that was because, in a way, comedy kind of talked about what was happening, you know, social issues that are happening during the time, and um, I think Jimmy was able to kind of bring that to light as well. He made it really lighthearted, as we're saying, positive, but he also, you know, his jokes touched upon these social issues that were still combating in our everyday lives, which I thought was really important. Um, I do wonder how things would have been switched or if they would have been different if he was kind of the first comedian up um, to host like Seth this, Meyers this was. Season, yeah. Seth, Seth was honestly yeah, I, He took show. a blow, um, definitely. I mean, I don't think he was trying to be insensitive. I just think it was it was happening when, you know, there was... It was really fresh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do wonder if things would have been different. Um, not like things have dissipated or people have forgotten, you know, what everyone is still fighting for, but I I do wonder. I think also the people there were more easy to laugh, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, at other award shows, it was kind of like, do I laugh? Do I laugh? And everyone was kind of relaxed now about it. I think especially the Globes, because that was just, like, so when the news was really poignant, and, like, I Mm -hmm. think everyone wearing the all black, and that's kind of all people talked about on the carpet, whereas rather this time it was, like, a little bit more of a mix, and I think Mm -hmm. that people feel like their voices have been heard. 
And now they're just going to continue it, but in a bit of a more unspoken fashion. And so I thought Jimmy did a good job. He had some great bits that, like, played out throughout. Like, the the jet ski with the Lake Havasu thing was so funny. Helen Mirren, like, Vanna Whiting, the the jet ski was so funny. Also, like, Lake Havasu, of all places, I was cracking up. You do not want to go there. No, I know. A couple formals there. (laughs) I just think, I was just like, it was so funny. The footage that they showed... What they did in the movie theater was amazing. Okay, when, the movie theater bit actually went too long for me. It did? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good idea. I really liked it. Yeah, and then so, the guy stood up and mis- misread Mike, Tiffany Haddish's Mike, name. Tiffany, Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tiffany yeah. Haddish. Yeah, um, yeah that, was, that was very funny. He almost um, pulled a John Travolta. He did. Uh, well, Jimmy, I mean, redeemed from last year. He was, like, all embarrassed with the whole mix-up at the end mm-hmm. with a La La Land classic mix-up. Um, yeah, I thought Jimmy did a great job. I liked the movie theater bit. I thought it was really funny. I think... I love, like, okay, so obviously those people had to sign some sort of release because oh, they yeah. knew they were going to be on camera, but I just, I think it was cool. Like, they probably knew that they were going to, like, be on camera. They didn't expect mm-hmm. all of those movie stars to walk in the room at once. Right. Um, I have a serious question, and maybe you guys know the answer to this, but um, where do you find a hot dog shooter? Sh- yeah, that hot dog <laughs> Because if, if it's easily accessible, <laughs> I will be on Amazon Prime and, and tonight. And does Ansel Igor come with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Appreciate it. <laughs> He controls it actually. Yeah, he comes. Um, yeah, no, that is that was a lot of fun. If Army Hammer and Ansel Igor come with uh, hot dog cannons, sign me up. Um, if they come with a hot dog cannon, I will eat a hot dog. Yes. Oh yes, <laughs> or uh, no, no meat. Over well, that's, here. That's, I will that's get a big statement. statement. That is a big statement. Yeah, that is a big statement. <laughs> Army was also had like a terrible flu and didn't go to the Spirit mm-hmm. Awards the day before, and so I was like shocked to see him so. Colorful. And I think he got an IV. He or was something. kissing his wife on the red you know, carpet. I'm like, thing. I was that like, was making me nervous. I was like, if you know if <laughs> that was my husband, sick. I'd be like, wear a mask, please. <laughs> right? please. I don't do oh germs. Um, yeah. So you mentioned Jordan Peele before. So he won Best Original Screenplay for Get Out, and he made history with this award. Um, I think he's the first African American to win it, and he also is like a comedy guy. Like Key and Peele came out here, and I don't think he expected this movie to be as big as it was. Um, I was really glad that Get Out got the justice it deserved. I mean, we've been hearing for so long like this Oscar so white trend, and Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph touched on it in a playful way but like this is really important that he won this award um i think that he was very well deserving people love this film and like mm-hmm. are going just absolutely nuts over it and have i think you guys seen it yeah i'm afraid of scary movies no, oh, no me too i have to see it no i it's do like not watch few, scary movies it's and it's not really seen. like scary scary yeah i hadn't seen it because i was nervous that i wasn't gonna sleep maria on her show yesterday was like <laughs> she said that she was home alone when she watched it and she like went upstairs with a flashlight underneath <laughs> her bed after watching it because and she said when she was interviewing daniel kaluuya she's like i was afraid like she's like when I saw Allison Williams like a chill one up my spine she's like I can't separate them from their characters right now because I just watched it oh my it. god yeah funny I actually <laughs> admittedly have to admit this I watched this at work because we had the screener for it so oh, I yeah. had it in like a tiny box and like the lower oh, right I watched things screen, at work all the time and I, like people were like hearing it through my earphones and they're like what are you doing and I was like Responding to an email, like, I don't Research. know. Research. <laughs> don't bother Research. me. But it was so good. Um, I loved it. And actually, in the same podcast I was listening to, I listen to these podcasts because otherwise I'll fall asleep in the car while driving to work. Um, uh, but Jordan good. Peele is saying that midway through writing the movie, he was like, I just can't have anyone direct this other than me. 
And he said that he's been writing this movie for years yeah. and like that he kept being like, no one's going to want this, no one's going to want this. And then he ended up writing it and look what happened. Like I said, I don't think he expected it to be as big as it was. I think he made this film and didn't expect to be winning an Oscar for it. You right. know what I mean? Like I don't think that, but I think that that really opens a door to like let comedians into this space more because I feel like comedians don't always get the respect of like the Academy in the same way that like a Meryl Streep would. You know what I mean? But like, there's no reason why people who are creatives, like, just because they're funny doesn't mean that they also can't write important pieces as well. Right, right. So I thought it was cool. Um, speaking of, we just mentioned her, uh, Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph were unarguably the best presenters of the night. They showed up in their Ugg slippers, and Tiffany wore her dress for the third time. <laughs> she wore it to the, like, girls' trip premiere on SNL and now to the Oscars. I guess she bought it with her own money, and she said, if I buy this dress... It is expensive, and I'm going to get my use out of it. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I do that too. So I love how real she is. And these two, everyone's like, they need to host it together next year. I think they need their own show. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. these two together gave me life. I literally rewound right away and watched that entire bit again because it was so funny. It was really funny. The clipboard joke, like, really got me. They were they were just... And, and like, the Ugg slippers, like, it was so relatable. I was, like, there that night wearing heels on that, and I could hardly feel my feet. I wanted those Ugg slippers that they were wearing. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting... I actually took a tumble downstairs. I wish I was not wearing heels on it. Like, oh my God. you know what it made me realize that I need? Like, a girl's trip and bridesmaids collab. Because oh, I love both yeah. those movies, and I feel like together... Why do I feel magic. like that's, like, already in the works, and we just don't know about it? You think? I don't know. That would be amazing. Uh, maybe that's why they present it together. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that would be cool. Um, yeah, like maybe that could be like a TV series. I don't know. Like whoever's watching that's important, sit on that one. <laughs> let us know in the live chat. Yeah, please. Um, let us know if you know anyone that can help us out with that, getting that ball rolling. Um, we have to talk about Frances McDormand's speech. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I live for this woman. She is amazing. And, like, her hand gestures and, like, faces. And her laugh. And her laugh. And, like, something about her, she's intoxicating. Like, her energy is contagious. And I loved how she, like, had all the female nominees stand up and her call to Meryl to do it so everybody else would. Yeah, like, she awesome. puts her Oscar down on the ground, which, by the way, later that night got stolen. She ended up oh, getting it yeah. back. But that was um, crazy. I don't know. Have y'all seen Three Billboards? Like, yes. It, she is so well-deserving of this award. I saw that movie, and I was like, this is three hours of Frances McDormand carrying this and putting, like, her lifeblood, sweat, and tears into this movie. It was her. It was, like, the longest film of just one woman carrying the whole show. Right. Definitely. Because, um, like, they were all amazing, but it really was her. I mean, mm-hmm. her speech was epic. I think this is her second Oscar win. I could be wrong, but I believe it is. Um and for me, I think it's so special seeing someone's first Oscar win. They get up there, they're so emotional. But for her, it was different because she took the time to dedicate it to all the other women nominees in every category. Um, I just, I thought it was amazing. She was so funny. She was like, Meryl, if you if you get out of your seat, everyone else will, which is so which true. Is true. I mean, I would, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and she ended with the, I have two words for you, inclusion rider. And the people that I were watching with were like, she said writer. I was like, no, she said rider. And we were like, all like, what does she say? <laughs> and we looked it up and Frances herself spoke on it after at the Vanity Fair party. But um, it basically means that actors can put in their contracts that guarantees there will be racial and gender inclusivity on set and behind the scenes. And... I don't think that everybody even knows about that. And I think she was calling to the Merrills of the room, calling to the Sandra Bullocks, the, you know, the Brad Pitts and all these big people who have the ability to make those changes because if they're the lead of the movie 
and they don't want to do it if there isn't diversity on set, then the movie isn't going to happen. And so she was calling action the people that were there in that room, and it was, like, the perfect space to do that. And um, I was reading online that, like, other celebrities that have done that in the past, Robin Williams had in his inclusion writer that he wanted homeless people that were out of work to get jobs on his movie sets, and they would have them work in, like, craft services or just different jobs. And so I thought it was really important that she brought that up because those were two words that I'd never heard before. Mm -hmm. And I've been working in this industry for a few years now, and... I think it's really important that she said it. Same. I mean, I've never heard it before. Never She's heard like, of it. All yeah. of us were kind of like, what did she just say? But, um, I mean, that only goes to show what your power can do. Um, and now everyone knows what that word means. So True. I like words. it. She kind of put the pressure on everyone else there. She did. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I think it was it was important that she did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Well, everyone was thinking, what is she going to say? Thank you? Like, I don't Right. I don't <laughs> even words, know. She, yeah, I what she was going to say. And we were like what are those two words? And she said something that n- no one had any idea what they meant, but it only caused you to Google it, um, everyone yeah. to look it up. So. It was trending on Twitter. Yeah. Like, I, I think that she, that's a perfect example of someone using their platform for good. And like, sure, maybe it was like a, a bit political or it, it was in good taste though. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't in like, I'm going to make this all about me and like my opinions and my opinion is the only one that's right. Because sometimes I feel like that's how it comes off when people are just preaching at these award shows. This felt like appropriate and timely and tasteful. Mm-hmm. So um, speaking of all of this, the Time's Up movement did get a spotlight. They had um, Ashley Judd, Annabella, Selma Hayek, who have all been outspoken about the Harvey Weinstein scandal allegations um they dedicated the times up and me Too movements they had like a a video and um i thought that it was nice that they did that and i kind of felt like it like gave it its platform and then it wasn't like permeated through the whole show i think everyone knew that that was going to be a bit and they had it and it was spoken about and it was touched on and it wasn't dwelled on you know what i mean and i think if they were going to pick three people to talk about it those were the three they gave them their moment Mm -hmm. and their voices were heard right how do you feel about Emma Stone <laughs> presenting oh, Best presenting. Director? Greta Gerwig and the all-male nominees. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. She, I mean, I think it was a little bit of a plagiarism from Natalie Portman, I uh, will yeah. say. <laughs> but um, I did like it. Yeah, I mean, I thought... I would th- I wouldn't say plagiarism. I would say inspiration. Inspiration, inspiration. sure. Okay, Inspired so by. the award season is kind of almost over. I'm wondering, like, if it's going to be carried into next year. Yeah, like is this I, a thing that's going to be? I don't. I think that's a good question. I mean, like we have Met Gala coming up. Like, is this going to be talked about there? I was wondering if it was going to be talked more about at the Olympics after the whole scandal with Larry Nasser, and I feel like it kind of wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I just like wasn't listening to the right interviews, but I didn't feel like any of the athletes really brought it up because I, I hate to say it, but like what happens in gymnastics may also happen in other sports, you know. I, oh, I definitely. Um, so I thought it was interesting that it wasn't really addressed there. I, that's a good point. I don't I don't know how it will play going forward. I mean, the award season is the time that the celebrities have the biggest platforms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know March 24th is the um, march with the Parkland School uh, for the anti-gun violence. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of celebrities will be there and be very outspoken as they were at, like, the women's marches and whatnot. But I don't know. I think it will be interesting to see how it plays out publicly on a large platform. Like, it wasn't talked about at, like, the Super Bowl. or Like, what events is it appropriate to bring this up and which ones aren't? And I think it's going to be less vocal, more actions at this point. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's been said. Now, mm-hmm. what are we going to do about it? I think that's kind of what Frances McDormand was alluding to. Like, we've talked about this. We all know this is an issue. Mm-hmm. This is the end of award season. Like, here's what you can do about it. Right. And so I thought that that was kind of maybe her way of saying what you just said. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. In her own bizarro way, which I loved. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I agree. I think, well, it's interesting. If you look back a year ago, last year's award season, I mean, none of this was really brought up. Um, No. So I think... Harvey Weinstein kind of opened those floodgates. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which happened in October. October. Mm -hmm. So I think moving forward, everyone is hyper aware. And I think they're even more so, especially, you know, females in this industry can move forward and know that they have that voice and know that they have the support of, you know, female actresses and um, influential people behind them where they can make a difference. Like you're saying, actions will speak louder than words. Yeah. And I think moving forward, they'll be cognizant of that. Well, and hopefully one day it won't be brought up anymore because it, will it won't be, be a thing exist. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of Emma Stone's moment, uh, Guillermo del Toro won Best Director for Shape of Water. I personally think Greta Gerwig was robbed. Um, for Lady Bird, and she was the only woman in this category, and I'm not saying that's why she should have won. Guillermo's won before. This Shape of Water was not my favorite film. Obviously, I was disagreed with because it won. When I was talking to some friends while watching it, I was like, the difference between what I think will win Best Picture versus what I think deserves Best Picture versus what I want to win Best Picture are three different things. Mm -hmm. I thought, like, I was like, I thought Shape of Water was going to win. I thought... Get Out probably deserved it, but I wanted three billboards. Like, it was, like, one of those, like, weird moments where it was kind of up in the air, but Guillermo won it. Very deserving. The movie was awesome visually, but, um... Thought Greta would have been cool if Greta... I think Greta looked a little bummed. When, like, they showed her on camera, she was trying to hide it, but it was, like, gosh, so close. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) She kind of had bad odds there, but... She didn't have the best. I mean, she was up against... I mean, to be nominated Numbers-wise, number-wise. But... uh, um, I personally didn't see Shape of Water, so I can't really speak to whether or not I thought it deserved it. I didn't it. like it, but... I have to um, be honest, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't I saw it. seem like my type of movie. Okay, here's <laughs> the thing about it. Like, I think cinematography, special effects, yes, yes. Like, that fish creature, very interesting. Doug Whatever. Jones. Um, anyway, the film itself... I mean, I'm all about a good love story, but if we're gonna do a love story, give it to Call Me By Your Name in my... I mean, like, I don't know, like, I think oh. that, like... That movie, I think, got a little bit robbed. Like, it really did. It won Best Adapted Screenplay, um, which, you know, at least it didn't win nothing. I think Lady Bird literally won nothing, which kind of sucks. Are you talking about just at the Oscars? Or or just at the Oscars, Oscars, Oscars. Um, Which, yeah, was kind of a bummer because it was such a, like, female-led with, you know, like, the whole cast was, like, really strong women and the director being a woman, writer. Um, So, yeah, I was kind of bummed that that got snubbed a bit. But hopefully Greta will come out with something bigger and better next year because now that she's tapped into that side of her creativity, not just acting, um, I think the doors, the floodgates are opened now yeah. for her. Well, I think mm-hmm. it's also really important that just because they don't win, it doesn't mean that they're not a winner in their own right. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. resume, she doesn't need a resume. She's an Oscar nominee. a resume? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, she was, uh, and she looked amazing as well not that that even matters but I loved her yellow too she wasn't like the fact that there were two bright yellow dresses you don't really see that the last time I think someone wore yellow was Alicia Vikander in that dress that everyone said she looked like Belle Mm. Um, that was a couple years ago when she won for um, the one with Eddie Redmayne which is escaping me the name of the film right now oh I'll think I forget. Danish girl. Yeah, the Danish girl. girl yes. Um, thank you, Lauren. Um, <laughs> I was going to say English lady. The English um, lady. Yeah, I kind of wanted to touch on, while we were talking about the Me Too movement, a lot of people were, there was a lot of buzz on Twitter about both Gary Oldman and Kobe Bryant 
winning awards after they had had their own scandals, alleged true or not true. I don't even know all the details of both of them. Um, but I thought it was interesting. I was talking about this again on Maria's show yesterday. We were feeling conflicted over whether it's like, are we judging people for their personal lives or are we judging people for the movies that they make? And I think that it's a really fine line here. It's like if we did if thought that they were inappropriate to win, they shouldn't have even been nominated to be considered. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really hard. Like, do you think all the Academy members, when they get their ballots, sit there and they're like, hmm, let me go through each person and Google them and make sure there's no bad news about this person before voting. I just don't think that that's realistic. I don't think the men do that no but I, I don't even know if all the women do either you know what I mean when it comes to just like filling out your ballot for votes I, I mean how many of these people are you, at it's, this point it's like everyone it's fair, it's yeah, fair but unfortunately there's so many names so many. Right. Like, but the problem is that they're nominated in the first place yeah so that's, right. that's what deal. I'm saying is like yeah. if they if they sh- it's so tricky because, like, with Aziz Ansari this year, with everything that happened about him, and he didn't even show up when he was nominated for an award, and that whole scandal we talked about it last time is just, it's just such a gray area, mm-hmm. and it's tricky, and I, I really don't know where I stand on it. I mean, obviously, I stand with anyone who feels as though that they are a victim of this, regardless of what the allegations came out to be or not, but I know the Kobe Bryant situation is very controversial, and he came out, she said it was rape, and then she said it wasn't, and then he said, if you if it wasn't consensual, I'm sorry, and so it's such a tricky situation to the point where it's like, oh, that was also a very long time ago, and like if he's winning an award now over something that was indisputed years and years ago... I don't know how fair that is to attack someone like that at this point. It's such, it's so tricky, but I just thought we had to bring it up because it was definitely part of the conversation on Sunday and everyone was talking about it. Um, I don't know. It's definitely a very tricky gray area that I think is to your point is going to be continued to be talked about. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that will affect things like being nominated in the future. Is a film you make going to have an impact based on your personal life? Wait, what happened to James Franco? (laughs) Did he just disappear? No, I mean, well, that's what's interesting is Disaster Artist kind of got snubbed, and that was because everything that kind of happened with him, I mean, people are saying it's because that was very public, Mm -hmm. this whole Mm -hmm. scandal, but it was like, what about Gary Oldman then? You know what I mean? Who had, like, an alleged abuse. If you're going to say one person, then they're all equal. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Um, So, yeah, it was kind of tricky. Yeah. Uh, That was for his, uh, was it Deer Basketball, was Kobe, and um, Gary Oldman was for Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I we thought Tif- Timothy Chalamet should have won for Call Me By Your Name yes, anyway. I agree. I um, think Call Me By Your Name should have won. Everything. Didn't win it. Yeah, it won that one award, but yeah, I was kind of bummed. Um, supporting actor went to Sam Rockwell from Three Billboards, which was also a controversial win because people did think that his character was a glorified racist. I saw mm-hmm. the film. I see why people would think that. But I don't think that that's Sam Rockwell's fault. Right, but... Because he was playing a character. If Right. Isn't that the whole thing, is to make people believe what they're seeing? So It was also a time he, piece. Like, right. that was what was happening at that time. That's like saying that Leonardo DiCaprio was a racist in um, Django Unchained. Right, You know what I mean? Right. Like, he was. Yeah. He was. That was right, the role he was playing. he was playing. portraying a character to prove a point. It's yeah. not like he's actually like that in real life. No. I think it's so well-deserved. I also listened to a podcast, Sam Rockwell. And he he's was... awesome. <laughs> he was just saying that, you know, he's worked so hard to get here... Um, he's actually a really well sought, sought out actor. I know yeah. a lot of people until now weren't familiar or as familiar with him, yeah. um, unless you saw Charlie's Angels or he played Eric Knox <laughs> and saw him dance. Oh That's my, my favorite role, hands down. But I think it was. It, if my favorite Meryl role is Devil Wears Prada, and I will stand by that. <laughs> to I, the day I was not Oscar nominated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that should be Meryl's most um, biggest accomplishment. But yeah, I, I do really. He he deserved it. He did a sweep. He run. He won everything that he was nominated for. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it was really well deserved. He, uh, he also put a lot 
of time and research into that role. He did ride-alongs with um, cops in Missouri. He mm, tried cool. to copy their accents, their hair. I mean, the amount that he, of work that he put into this, it was his heart and soul. It's kind yeah. of like Francis McDormand. Yeah, I mean, Fox Searchlight in general kind of swept with Three Billboards and Shape of Water being two of the biggest winners of the night. Those are both Fox Searchlight production so good good for them we have a friend that works for them Hi, congrats becca, becca. <laughs> um uh, best supporting actress went to alice and janney for i tanya which mm-hmm. was i we've talked about that film and like it's kind of controversial in terms of like whether or not it was exactly true based on the reality of the situation but if anyone's gonna win from that movie it was gonna be alice and janney and she was so good and she was like a vision in that red dress i loved it on her Anna Ferris posted the cutest picture of them two together with the Oscar, too, because they're on Mom, and I loved that. She also did a sweep. Yeah, she did. She Mm -hmm. did. Um, And we talked about this before, Best Animated Feature went to Coco, which, honestly, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and go see it now. Like, stop stop watching this. Just kidding. (laughs) After we're done. Leave. Um, (laughs) Go. um, Yeah, I thought that one was so, so good. And then, like, biggest, biggest winner of the night was uh, Best Picture to Shape of Water. I mean, once you see who wins Best Director, I feel like that usually coincides with who's going to win Best Picture. Mm -hmm. So, like, once Guillermo won for Best Director, I was like, shoot, I know that they're going to win now for Best Picture, even though I wanted three billboards to win. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a very artistic film, and it's, like, not surprising that the Academy would choose that. Right, but I think between every award show, you can see how people which way they'll kind of go, which which direction. I feel like for the Oscars, it's a lot more artistic. It's in the editing. It's in, you know, the design of everything. Um, I don't necessarily think the Golden Globes or the SAG Awards is like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, I think the Oscars is more about, like, the cinematography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think cinematography went to Blade Runner 2049. Um, I think the best cinematography did go... Yeah, it did go to that. Um, production design went to Shape of Water. There are some categories that are like similar mm-hmm. like I had to before the Grammys and we had to look up the difference between like best record best song and best mm-hmm, album right. um, sound mixing and sound editing both went to Dunkirk yeah so Dunkirk just... and editing oh, yeah, editing. yeah 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 so <laughs> I was like is there an echo <laughs> <in> here <laughs> Sorry to hear you. Yeah, so like I heard that I didn't actually see Dunkirk, but the special effects I heard like and the sounds were amazing. Yeah, in that film. Well, so. yeah, I I kind of knew they weren't going to win in any of the you know more major categories, right. but uh, still an Oscar winning film. That's true. That's um, true. And Phantom Thread won for costume design, which just seems fitting. Um, <laughs> but you know, what I thought was interesting is that the post didn't really win much, and like if you told me before, if I like was you know not paying attention to anything this award season and had. He told me that Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, and Steven Spielberg worked on a project together, and it was nominated for Oscars. I'd be like, gonna win them all. Sold. Done. Yeah. Done deal. I'd put all my money Dunk on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd put all my money on it. No one even talked about that movie. No like, I, I didn't even see it. I didn't, I didn't even know it was coming out. Yeah. Where not, was I during the post? Not happy that they didn't win, but, but at the same time, them, I, yeah. I felt like it was someone else's turn. Like, yeah, yeah. It's true. I'll just watch the Devil Wears Prada on Red Pit. If I, <laughs> and, and, and Forrest Gump if I need either her, of those her most too. Oscar-winning performance. Honestly, it's it's underrated. I will say that much. <laughs> um, that's all. Yeah, that's all for us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, well, I mean, the Oscars this year were great. I, I, I think the show, again, a bit long, but they paid it off with the jet ski at the end. Um, I think it was with Mark was the name of the guy who had the shortest speech. And he was so cute. He, like, held his... Um, I was watching, and when he won, I forget what it was for, um, he had his, like envelope with his name and he was just like holding it with the Oscar the whole time <laughs> during his cute. speech and it was short and sweet and to the point 
So he won the jet ski with Helen Mirren. They rolled out. (laughs) So funny. Such a great way to end the show. I think, I hope they bring Jimmy back again. Kind of like how they brought Tina and Amy three times for the Globes. Mm -hmm. Let's do three times for Jimmy. I I love Jimmy, but I want Tiffany Haddish to host it. Tiffany Haddish will not be hosting. She's hosting the MTV Movie Awards, I think, this summer. I could deal with that. Yeah, so I think that will be great. Don't you think Um, she will be like a little too much for the Oscars? Oscars? I don't, yeah. I mean, I do want a woman. Because I think the only woman in my... <laughs> the, the, the only woman that I think that I can remember that's hosted the Oscars is Ellen. Yes. I can't think of Ellen. anyone else. Um, and I'd love Ellen to do it again, but like I want like... You know, they had Kristen Bell host the SAG Awards. Like I want someone like that, like a strong female to get up there and do it. And it doesn't really happen that much. And yeah. I was kind of surprised that this year of all years that didn't happen. So maybe it will carry in through next year and we'll see some of that. Because I would... I would rather that, you know, mm-hmm. mix it up. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Uh, comment below if you have suggestions, and I'll make sure the Academy knows. Um, <laughs> she is the Academy. Actually. Yeah, you guys, I'm a big voter. <laughs> no, not hardly. Um, but if anyone wants to continue the Oscars conversation with you, where can they find you on social media? You can find me at Lauren T. Pacheco. And you can slide into my DMs at what is it, dot Ruben. <laughs> Please don't slide into my DMs. <laughs> um, but you can find me everywhere at Danny Golub. It has been so fun this award season with y'all. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back and we'll be talking about more live TV events. We got Billboard Awards coming up. We have Met Gala. We'll be we'll be here back soon. We'll be yeah. See you guys next time. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 